baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Got some James Taylor tickets to give away today, and you'll have to be listening for your opportunity to win before the show is over. It is Chris and Amy, and we're very glad you are with us today, listening on the Odyssey app, 1120 AM or 98.7 FM. Time to go to the Quiver River Electric guest line because there is a middle school, Southeast Middle School, here in the St. Louis area that is trying some new things to entice teachers to come and work there to talk about what is happening. We go to the Quiver River Electric guest line, Dr. Eric Arbetter, Assistant Superintendent for Curriculum and Middle School Education, is with us on KMOX. Good morning, Dr. Arbetter. How are you? Hi, thank you. Good morning. So the the main point here, and I know there is a, a concept called a thematic school concept, which we'll, we'll get into here, but the one thing that sticks out is the idea of a four-day work week for teachers. We know that teacher pay isn't necessarily great in a lot of areas, so you have to try and find ways to, to close that, um, you know, that, that gap of teacher shortages and apparently this is a way that you're looking to do that. Yes. Um, our teacher pay in Hayeswood is, is decent and comparable, if not higher than many other area districts. Um, however, as, as you referenced, uh, teacher shortages are affecting us, the nation, as well as uh, Hayeswood School District and the region, um, just due to the stresses of everyday teaching. Um, so through this program, in addition to the thematic programming for our students, um, for our teachers, we're offering a four-day work week for teachers where they're teaching uh, Tuesdays through Fridays uh, from 8 to 4.30, plus they work uh, 11 of 31 Mondays, so they get 20 Mondays off. Um, and when you add all their time up, even though they have 20 Mondays off, they still end up with a little bit more time than other uh, teachers at other schools, and therefore we're paying them a stipend of an additional $6,500 on top of their regular uh, salary. And, and another incentive for our teachers teaching at Southeast Middle is um, due to the specialized programming we have there, they're able to get uh, additional plan time. Uh, they have two plan periods a day, whereas our other middle school teachers only have one plan period a day. And they also get to teach a what we're calling a passion-based um, lesson or a unit once a week on Friday. So every Friday for an hour and a half, students choose um, classes based on what the teachers have selected to teach and they're geared towards teachers' uh, passions and interest areas, and they tie their interest to standards and are able to teach some more hands-on learning in addition to their normal curriculum classes throughout the rest of the days on Tuesday through Friday. So that's another incentive for our teachers at Southeast. Okay, and just because it might be a bit confusing, you are saying that the teachers would have a four-day work week they would have 21 Mondays off, but how, how would they still have the same amount of hours, if not more, than a teacher working a five-day work week? 
because uh, so our normal school day for middle schools that are traditional middle schools across the district are eight to three, Monday through Friday. Um, our teachers at Southeast Middle are teaching Tuesday through Friday from the student days eight to four thirty. Plus, they're teaching um, or working eleven Mondays from eight to three. Um, okay. And then they also do uh, uh, additional uh, week of PD professional development in the summer. So when you add all the hours together, especially with those added, uh, it's about 21 and a half more, it equals to be about 21 and a half more hours with students throughout the school year. So then is, is there um, any sort of research that suggests that this is just as good, if not better, for the students actually learning to maybe spend a little bit more time at school on a given day, or it, it, I don't know if anything suggests that at all. So actually the state just released a research study that says that the four-day week um, does, not, uh, does, does not have a positive or a negative impact on students. However, most school, school districts doing a four-day week, the students are only there four days. Our students are actually there all five days. So on Mondays, they're doing uh, what we're calling Mindset Monday, where we have a lot of community partners coming in and working with our students on career-focused activities as well as social-emotional learning activities. Um, so, for example, we have a Springboard for Learning. They're coming in. Um, first semester, they taught students about African drumming. Um, we have Junior Achievement, who does some lessons with our students on business skills and entrepreneurship. Um, we have a future in action where they're doing some uh, engineering type things with our students as well as I-Score would be another partner, just to name a few partners. We have a farmer coming in on Mondays, uh, Farmer Mitch we uh, refer to him as, who does some um, urban farming with our students and they're, uh, they're uh, learning about uh, farming and, and building a community garden. Um, so we've, um, so for our students, they're engaged for it really, it's an extended week for them because they have Monday through Friday, plus they uh, stay, plus their school day is longer, an hour and a half longer, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, and so that's that career and vocational ed um, theme that's built to it. Um, and the reason we did that, actually, the building principal, Ms. Marshall Wallace, came up with the idea for two different reasons. One was um, to attract teachers. Um, uh, historically, Southeast Middle has been a little bit harder to staff than many of our other schools, so it's a way to entice teachers to want to work there by having uh, those Mondays off and at the same time getting a little additional money. Um, and then the other piece was to really engage our students, give them a reason for their learning, really tie in, um, find out what and explore, uh, expose them to um, different careers and vocational areas so that we can find what their focus is, is and what they're really interested in and tie some of their learning to that. And as they get into high school, they can really focus in on and hone in on classes tied to their, their career pathway. How has the response from teachers been, whether it's the teachers who are already in your school or those that are new to your school? Um, we've gotten uh, more interest from teachers teaching at Southeast than we've had, and of uh, teachers wanting to teach at Southeast than we have in previous years. So, is it? Uh, would you say it's significantly more interest than than in past years? Slightly more, or, or uh, I don't even know if if a lot of people are aware of this new program. I would say it's significantly more. Um, uh, this school year, we have very uh, few vacancies that we're having to cover through other methods, whereas uh, last school year, the 22-23 school year, we had several at Southeast Middle specifically. 
and that that passion-based uh, learning lesson is also very uh, enticing to our our teachers. Being able to teach something, you know, they're they're all passionate in the curriculum that they're they're certified in to teach and the content. But now being told that I can design my own lesson on any area I want. Um, so, for example, this past semester, and we just had a showcase where students showed off their projects with their teachers, but we had one teacher teaching students about mask making, and they learned about uh, Japanese masks, they learned about Mardi Gras masks, um, they learned about uh, and other types of masks. We had, um, we had uh, somebody, a teacher teaching about uh, famous landmarks, someone else uh, teaching about music videos, how to make music videos and design costumes. Uh, we had someone teaching them about Chinese, how to speak Chinese, um, and, and similar things. We had another class on uh, blues and African-American culture and American music. So it's just a variety of different things, and then we tie them into standards, and teachers are liking that because they can use some of their creativity um, to teach uh, a lesson each week to the same group of students. There is a teacher recruitment fair on Saturday, March 2nd from 9 until 1 o'clock at Hazelwood East. The high school there, if you are interested in attending, uh, being a part of it, hazelwoodschools.org is the website you can go to. Dr. Eric Arbetter, we appreciate your time. Thank you for talking with us today. Thank you. Uh, he, Eric Arbetter, is the assistant uh, superintendent for curriculum and middle school education at Hazelwood or in Hazelwood. Um, Amy Marks Kors is with me. I did mention we've got James Taylor tickets that we're going to give away, and that's coming up. you got to be listening for oh, your chance man. to win. What? I love James Taylor. James Taylor is one of those guys that I feel like people don't really talk about him. Nobody talks about James Taylor when you're talking about I don't know, great bands, great artists. I don't know why, at least not in my group, but he's so classic. He makes me feel, when I hear James Taylor songs, it reminds me of taking down wallpaper at my <laughs> own house. <laughs> Man, the associations you have with stuff. <laughs> like those were good times. You would spray warm water and vinegar on the wall, tear down the wallpaper. Okay. Those were, those were the days. Uh, I'm me, just saying. Me, you, just were, saying. you were out for the first few days of the week. Um, mm. Thanks for coming into work today remotely Welcome. i i care about KMOX. i know you do finally the uh the dog stopped barking we, we had a text message that said uh Amy, amy's this was earlier on when you were having audio problems that was not my fault and it says uh amy's signal sure is coming in rough r-u-f-f because your dog was barking too <laughs> yeah yeah um, so that that was that was a Ranj talked me through a restarting the audio process. I yeah. thought I was, I thought I was okay. I wasn't okay. No, but we got you fixed. No. You're good to go. It's good to have yeah. you. Um, My apologies. I, so you missed Real your AT and T moment there. <laughs> Some people are reporting that AT and T is back up for them. You know, back up and running. So yeah. hopefully you're not having cell trouble. But hey, we told you, man, cell towers can go down. Cell service can go down. In a in Ain't a no. natural disaster, in an alien invasion, you know mm -hmm. what you need. AM radio. AM radio. That's right. The cockroaches will be listening to AM radio. The dude. <laughs> That's right. The alligators. Because yep. they survive everything. Crocodiles. I think the crocodiles were dinosaurs, weren't they? We're going to have some... Uh, were some or are? Are, I think. Um, when we come back, Amy, uh, I want to play something for you. Okay. Are you excited about it? I'm super excited. Amy Marks Cores, Chris Ranji. This is the Chris and Amy Show on KMOX.
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Tonight, the FBI is investigating a bomb threat aboard a United Airlines jet. A flight from Newark had to make an emergency landing in Chicago this morning after a fake bomb note was found in a bathroom. Passengers had to be temporarily evacuated. Sounds serious. That was Nora O'Donnell with uh, CBS News. So a, a, a bomb threat note left into in a bathroom. Amy Marks, Kors, and Chris Ranji. Amy, what's that remind you of? This story. <laughs> the Home Depot. Some scary moments for customers at a Kansas Home Depot. Police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments, and that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. (laughs) (laughs) Fixing to blow it up. Oh, my God. So good. I'm fixing to blow this place up. And I I mean, that's exactly what I thought of. Uh, We're talking about Boeing Mm -hmm. flights uh, 1533. It was a Boeing 787. Got diverted to O'Hare in Chicago because they found this note. But that's all I could think of. Yeah. Was the Home Depot thing. And (laughs) I that happened years ago. It's been a viral video for quite some time. And every now and then it gets reintroduced to the timeline. And I love it. And I watch it every single time it happens because of the realization that anchor comes to in the middle of it because she's just reading the story. Right. And as soon as she says, the guy says, I'm fixing to blow it up. She realized what he was saying in that very moment. And then you think about the dude walking into the bathroom. Mm hmm. And announcing to everybody in the bathroom, (laughs) you might want to leave. I'm about to blow it up in here. Which is actually a courtesy. Like, we've all had that moment where we know whatever is about to happen is not going to be good. It's not (laughs) going to be good, but you can't stop it. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's embarrassing. So I think he took ownership of the situation and thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to clear out this Home Depot bathroom before... Before it happens, because it's embarrassing. And you know that those people are going to go home and talk about what they heard in the bathroom. But who was the person that misunderstood? Who was the person that did not realize what the guy was trying to say? You know what? That's the interview we want. Find the person that reported it? We need to find that guy. Yeah. Like, had you... What would you think, though? You're in a Home Depot. A guy walks in and says, everybody clear out. I'm fixing to blow this place up. <laughs> well, into it's the bathroom. A, it's a tense time. Okay. It's If I were in the bathroom and a woman walked in and said that, I I think I would run out and be like, um, I, I think someone's got a bomb. Well, okay. <laughs> if a guy walks into a Home Depot in the front as soon as the sliding doors open and he's standing up by the mulch, and he says, I'm about to blow this place up. That's yeah. one thing. But if you go to the bathroom. I know that's interesting. And also, I don't, 
I think that's probably, I mean, I'm not trying to sound old fashioned here, probably more of a guy thing to say. I've never heard a woman walk into the ladies' bathroom and go, I'm fixing to blow this place up. <laughs> I, well, women are I've, never, <laughs> I've never heard a woman say, I'm sure there are women, I mean, maybe in a locker room, maybe in a situation where you know the people really well. But uh, yeah, okay. I, I think, I don't know. That's a good question. It all depends on the tone. Tone's a big deal. I'm going to assume that women in a bathroom are are a little more modest, but I don't know. Yeah. Dudes are like, hey, when I was in college and, mm-hmm. you know, you had the community bathroom in the dorm, yeah. we used to be like, hey, anybody got to go? Let's go have a, let's go have a number two party. And then really? we go. Yeah. Oh, it was weird. But you just wanted to have somebody to talk to while you were going. My dad said when he played college soccer, their bathrooms and their locker room, the, the toilets were just lined up. There were no dividers. Oh, I would hate that. So like pregame, the team was there together. Oh. I know, with no dividers. Now in the men's bathroom, do are there ever... Man, I'm trying not to be crude here. Like the not the courtesy flush. A trough? Well, no, 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 no. But like a flush so that... Do you that, know about the trough? Yeah, I've heard about the trough. Yeah, That's there are disgusting. some stadiums that have a trough. You guys are animals. That's disgusting. That I hate um, those. But anyway. Ugh. Oh, whoa. Well. I just sounds like I fell out the window. Um <laughs> You felt the, the the plug on the airplane opened up and you fell yeah, out of it. That's what it would have sounded like when the door plug opened. But no, sometimes you flush and you time the flush so that there's no sound. What? I don't know. I don't know what you mean. Then I guess guys don't do that. Oh, oh, I see. To be modest. Okay, okay. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I get it. Okay. There's a lot of extra flushing. Yeah, we don't do that. You know my story about, I've told you the story about um, doing a remote years ago at a bar in (laughs) St. Charles, Illinois. Is this when you almost got into a fight? No, what? No, 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 no. That's, that's. That's different. There was a guy I in the bathroom forever. I love how you forever. were, for a half a second, you were offended. What? No. Oh, no, that was a different No, time. a guy was in the bathroom for, it was like a, a, a two-stall bathroom, and he locked the door behind him mm. when he went in, and he was in there forever. That's completely different. Yeah. This okay. was, um, I was doing a remote, and y- you know how in the in the men's rooms at bars, they mm. put the little flyers well, you don't have urinals in your bathrooms, but they'll put flyers above the urinal announcing, hey, this band is playing or this thing is happening on Tuesday, the 15th. So it was one of those announcing the remote broadcast that we were doing, but it didn't yeah. have my name on it. It just said, you know, the score is going to be here. And so <clears throat> I was doing a pre and post game show. So I'm on before and after. And in the middle of the game, I had to go, you know, I had to do the two. Sure. So I, it was like the sixth inning. So I go in and I'm, you know, uh, in the office yep. and, uh, two guys come in at the urinal and they're talking to each other. And the one guy, and the, <laughs> and the one guy says, the one guy says to the other one, Oh, the score's here. Who's, who's here today. And the other one's like, Oh, it's, uh, he says my name. He says, Oh, it's Chris Ranji, whatever. The other guy said, who's that? And <laughs> The first dude, the first dude said, oh, he's a a-hole and I'm, they're talking about me Please and I'm in the bathroom. I'm listening. Something. I did not. Come because on. I didn't want them to know that I was going to the bathroom. You should have said, I think Chris Ranji he's is a great, great guy. He's nice and he's handsome and talented. That's what you should have I, said. Amy, I have replayed this moment a million times. I know. 
I know what oh, I should have done, man. but I was embarrassed in being modest in the moment. Uh, Amy Marks, Kors, and Chris Ranji, let's do a little uh, spring training update. Oh. Our guy, Matt Pauley, is in Jupiter, Florida, and he's covering the Cardinals. We're going to talk about them when we come back on KMO. He's dedicated and wants to do it for a long time, and uh, he's committed to doing it well here. Um, he had a really good offseason, both physically and mentally, just getting prepped for what's ahead. But he looks great and um, moving around well. I mean, swinging it really well. And, uh, just hearing him talk about certain things offensively and some of the adjustments has been really cool. So overall, um, he's put himself in a really good position to have success. Cardinals manager Oliver Marmol talking about Nolan Gorman as spring training is happening well underway. In fact, we've got spring training baseball this weekend. Uh, Grapefruit League play right here on KMOX. You can hear the first game of the spring oh, on Saturday, right? Right? I'm so excited. I heard about that. I was listening to TIAM this morning, and I've been hearing the advertisements for spring training baseball. There is something about baseball on the radio where, yes, you, it's awesome to be engaged and listen to every word, but also the the white noise aspect yeah. of it, the back no, the background noise, it might be the most comforting sound ever. I just want it on all the time. And especially spring training baseball because it's almost like a it, – it's like an appetizer. The game yeah. – the game doesn't mean anything, but you're driving around. It's still a little cool outside, maybe even cold. You know, you've got it on in the background. You oh, this It sounds like baseball. It sounds like summer, mm. and that's all coming up. So, again, we got the broadcast on Saturday. Uh, we get started at, is it just after 12 o'clock, Tyler? I think right about there. Yeah, right I about think 12. we just listen to KMOX broadcast 11.55. Yeah. And we have Sunday, you, too, right? Yeah. Saturday and Sunday okay. ball games. Uh, I just co- thought of, oh, I was going to say, I just thought of what I was going to say. It's not white noise because I was like, that's not the right word for it. You know how they're like therapy dogs and like being with animals is yeah. actually beneficial to your health. I think this, I think Cardinal Baseball on the radio is therapy audio. There's that's, something about it that it you cal- your heart rate goes down. It like feel, you feel calm and there you peaceful. Go. Yep. Yeah. Until the ninth inning rolls around and then you're on pins and needles. Uh, oh. Cardinals report brought to you by, but not this year. This, this is a different <laughs> Cardinals team. Cardinals report brought to you by Renner Garage Door, R-E-N-N-E-R, forward and back, family-owned and top-rated, RennerDoorSTL.com. Matt Pauley is in Jupiter. Matt, what's going on? It's We're uh, we're just doing spring training. Oh, oh man, like are you, you in the bathroom mentioned. now? <laughs> what? Are oh, you, my gosh. Are you in the bathroom? No, no. he's in a cave. Uh, so Matt and Amy, I were hanging out in a cave. Amy was in a cave at the start of the show. You're in a cave now. What the hell's going on? So do I, I see everything sounds normal to me. Well, I'm sure it does. Well, yeah, that's because you're used to being in the cave. That's right. Hey, what's... Uh, what, People what, are like, no wonder why Amy was sick. She's been in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> get out of the cave. Maybe Amy, you'll feel better. Get it together. All right, Matt, uh, Polly, what's what's happening in spring training today? Well, clearly I'm in a cave that I don't know. Other that than I'm that. That's, that's the first thing. Don't get bitten by a bat. We don't need another coronavirus. Oh, come on, Ron. <laughs> Um, yeah, spring training things going on. I don't even know where to go from here. Like you just mentioned, games coming up uh, this weekend. So uh, we're, uh, you know, today was kind of a laid back day. Only one live BP session with uh, with Sonny Gray. Yesterday, there were a ton of guys throwing live BPs. So it, we're at that point in spring. And there's only a, there's like six days where you have full squad workouts before the games get started. And it's really exciting at the beginning of those six days. 
and then it's the longest six days ever, and you're just ready for the games to start. I feel the same way, and I, I think that, well, fans feel that way. I mean, spring baseball is cool and everything, but you get those players who are like, let's let's go, and it's it's certainly more beneficial to pitchers who probably want to get stretched out, and they need to take a little bit of time and be careful with their arms, and that is good for them. But those position players, man, they're they're probably a week or two in, and they're thinking, all right, let's get out of here. Let's get things rolling. Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. They, uh, they want to... Uh, there's only so much you can do in a cage. There's only so much work you can do uh, when, when things are not truly competitive. So uh, a little bit of competition is good for everybody, and this team has something to prove, so they'll get to do that coming up uh, this weekend. Hey, what did you just do? Did you just climb out of the cave? Yeah, what happened just now? <laughs> what are you talking about? It just it's suddenly when you started talking, it sounds so much better. You sound amazing. Yeah. I, I, haven't done, I don't know if I'm you in a cave. Something. I don't know. So when, when I first connected, uh, I asked Tyler. I said, do I sound good? He said, yeah, you sound good. Well, so Tyler's that, a that's... liar. Tyler is a liar because he told me I sounded good, too. And she didn't. She sounded yeah. awful. Well, now that you're... Well, who's, you're okay, so Ron, who sound, because we've got, we're three people in three different places right now, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Uh, who sounds better at the current moment, my connection or Amy's connection? Oh, you sound way better than Amy. No, okay. that's not true. Are yeah. you serious? Oh, see, now Amy's worried. Amy, Amy's broadcasting from home because she's got a little... <coughs> and so she hasn't been able to come in. So she's broadcasting from home. But you know what she has, uh, Matt? She has consideration for other people. Instead of coming into the office and getting us sick, she stayed home so that she wouldn't do that. Well, I couldn't get anybody Ooh. sick because everyone's already sick. That's, that's why also I got true. sick. Yeah, that's also that's true. Why, that's why I got sick. Hey, um, I, I don't have to worry about that down here. I'm in Florida. Yeah, yeah there's no um, such thing as COVID down there. Can can I bring something up that is that has to do with the <clears throat> Hall of Fame? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to bring this up, Matt, because last year I feel like I had a big impact on the Cardinals Hall of Fame Uh-oh. announcements. So the Cardinals have announced the 2024 Hall of Fame ballot nominees, Steve Carlton, George Hendrick, Matt Morris and Edgar Renteria. Um, so pretty exciting and wanted to talk about all of those worthy individuals. Last year, there was something of a uh, kerfuffle, I think, when uh, David Fries was on the list and that that got a lot of talk. Not only was from... he on the list, but he was he was he told won. he was he was in. Yeah. He and was then in. people kind of or he said, ah, you know yeah. what, I probably shouldn't take this honor. So your question, yes. Amy? Yeah. That's, that's not a question. I was just saying the list is out. Oh, the list is out. Yeah. Yep. The list is out. I just, yep. Steve Carlton, George Hendrick, Matt Morris, Edgar Renteria. I think all four very deserving for different reasons. I know some people are going to push back on Carlton because he did a lot of what he did not in St. Louis, but what he did in St. Louis was still pretty darn good. Uh, mm-hmm. You look at the other three, and their resumes absolutely speak for themselves. You know, it's kind of disappointing. George Hendrick, because we know him as Silent George, right? He wouldn't talk to the media, yada, yada, yada. He, um, I, in some ways, I feel like that overshadows his career accomplishments because that, that went along with kind of who he was. When you hear his name, the first thing you think of is the Silent George thing. But he really was a good player and impacted the team. Uh, I was talking with Mike Claiborne about this earlier today, and he just shared some stories about how important Hendrick was inside the clubhouse behind closed doors. Um, but, yeah, this is, a, this is a really cool group of individuals that are up for uh, possible induction. 
Yeah, and you can vote right now. No, I'm sorry. You can't vote until Saturday. You can start voting Saturday, February 24th, cardinals.com slash Hall of Fame, and you will have a little over a mu- two months, actually, to vote. April 26th, voting concludes. So starting Saturday through April 26th, cardinals.com slash HOF. That is the website, and uh, you know, place your votes for your favorite Cardinal. Pretty cool what the Cardinals do with this. It's a it's a really really neat thing, and uh, the induction that they do towards the end of the season is uh, just a, a first class event. It really is, man. That uh, and I know there are teams that are trying to um, catch up with that idea, but it's also there aren't a whole lot of teams that have the amount of historic ball players that the Cardinals have had. I'm not saying they're the best organization in the world, but they're they're up there in terms of just baseball Hall of Famers, not Cardinals Hall of Famers, but they have, I believe, the second most or third most Hall of Famers in Cooperstown than any other team in baseball. So this is a team that has such a large pool to pick from. And then let's bring that to current day because uh, Ozzie Smith is in camp right now. What has Ozzie been doing? He's been working with Mason Wynn. He's been working with Thomas Sejaci. How cool is it for Thomas Sejaci? He gets a, you know traded to the Cardinals at the deadline last season. He walks into his first ever Cardinal spring training, and Ozzie Smith comes up and grabs him and says, "Hey, let's go do some work." And you know, Ozzie's kind of running him through 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 the ringer on on taking some short hops and things like that. It's just really cool. Not only how many great players have played for the Cardinals, but then how many of those players continue to remain in the organization, helping the team get better. Ozzie Smith is making Mason win a better shortstop. So every single time we see Mason win make an incredible play, we can say some of that credit goes back to to Ozzie Smith and obviously all the other people who have uh, who have you know given to to win in his career. So here are the numbers: the Yankees have twenty seven Hall of Famers. The New York Giants have 20, San Francisco Giants have five, um, same organization, and the Cardinals have 18. So the Cardinals are are third on that list. So that's a that's a huge pool of talent to pick from. And, and you just you and, think of you think of the it's as historic of a team as there is in the game. Yankees are clearly number one, but but the Cardinals, man, they are they are right there with those teams, like that and the Dodgers and the Giants. Absolutely. 100%. And that's not, you know, it's something that I, um, when, when, when I talk to new players and we had these conversations at winter warm up, but we've also had them since spring training got underway. And I can't tell you how often a, a 23, 24, 22 year old will talk to you about the historical nature of the St. Louis Cardinals. It, a lot of times stuff like that doesn't hit younger individuals, yeah. but who the Cardinals are, that is very well understood by everybody. Yeah, they just that's that's a good point about younger players. And I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. Um because guys tend to be just focused on their own game and and you know, their the contemporaries as opposed to the past. And maybe it would be nice if they were more interested in the past, but I don't know that it's it, it's necessarily a bad thing, do you? No, I don't think so. Like last year, uh, Jordan Walker didn't know about Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak. Who cares? 
Like that's if you're a student of the game and the history of the game, you know that, but it doesn't impact that Jordan Walker doesn't know much about that hitting streak. I think he knows a little bit more now when he was when he had his own little hitting streak, obviously last year to start the season. He he studied up on that a bit. But Jordan Walker does know about the history of the Cardinals. So I it's cool when you meet these guys who are totally all in on the history of the game, but I don't think that is a prerequisite for you to be a great player. Tell us about countdown to opening day tonight, six to eight. Yeah, a lot going on. So uh, Mike Claiborne and I have it for you, and uh, we're still putting it all together. But it's going to be uh, chock full of interviews from uh, from start to finish. So uh, everything from here in Jupiter, we kind of shift the focus of the show once we're uh, both down here, where we just talk to players and staff and, and everybody. So it's going to be a lot of fun this evening. Matt Pauly, Mike Claiborne, countdown to opening day, 6 to 8 o'clock tonight on KMOX and the Odyssey app and KMOX.com. Matthew, thank you. I'll go climb back into my cave. Go, no, don't. <laughs> don't go in that cave. There are bats and bears in there. You don't want to, you don't want to go. Matt Pauly with us. Yeah, right. Matt Pauly is, uh, is with us on KMOX. Amy's got a problem with something. And mm-hmm. she's going to tell you about it when we come back. Right mm-hmm. here on the Chris and Amy show on KMOX. Amy Marks scores Chris Ranji on KMOX. Uh, what's your problem, Amy? Do you think Amy's with us? What is, what is she doing right now? Oh, there she is. No, she must have herself muted because I don't hear her at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. But Amy Marks scores is broadcasting from home. And um, we're having a little technical difficulty today. Oh, maybe AT&T finally got her. And we've not really heard from anybody who's who's uh, uh, told us on an update on it. Is there a, a problem still with the cell service? Is everybody good? A few text messages have come in and said, yeah, I'm good now. My AT&T service is back. But I don't think you can discount how I, I think it's almost frightening to suddenly have no service and the thought that nobody has service or many people can't reach you. I think that's a, that's frightening of how reliant we are on cell service, but Amy's back with us now. Yeah. Are you talking about losing service? Yeah. We, you, Cause you did just now, man, that's so, how everyone with AT&T feels right about now. What's your, what, what is your problem right now? Uh, kidsloveTrump.com, Ronj. That's the problem. <laughs> what, is- what in the world? I, I mean, I know like, oh, don't, don't poo-poo advertisers. Listen, Mike Huckabee, you can shove it. Kids Ooh. love, <laughs> kids love Well, Trump. it's not like he's going to, it's like he's not going to advertise here. Yeah. KidsloveTrump.com. This is something that we've been hearing. Um, it's a national uh, ad. It's a national ad. We have yeah. no control over it. They are not a sponsor of our show. And maybe... Maybe you love that kidsloveTrump.com and you're happy that they're a sponsor of our show. They're not a sponsor of our show. They just happen to be advertising nationally. And digitally because it's not it's not an ad that's going over the air. It's If you're listening on the Odyssey app or KMOX.com, you're hearing it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, it, it, it weirds me out. I went to the website and it's like the mainstream media is not telling you how awesome Trump is. Give your kids a peek inside the Trump presidency. And it's a little pamphlet. It's free. The Kid's Guide to President Trump. 
uh, Mike Huckabee, co-founder of The Kids Guide. Help your kids learn the truth about President Trump and celebrate America with this fee free patriotic gift bundle. At some point, okay, the same people who say kids aren't talking about certain culture war issues, right? Like when they're three or four or five, or they're talking about, uh, you know, I think there are a lot of people with, yeah, political cultural agendas that say, and this is what a five-year-old's talking about. I would say to the right, kids aren't talking about Donald Trump either. This, this is the weirdest thing to me that we are so passionate about this president, former president, who's not a good guy, not a great character, which even a lot of voters will say that, that you would have a pamphlet and a website. Like, who is Mike Huckabee? What is he getting out of this? I I don't know other than maybe he's just sucking up for some reason. Because if there was a maybe there's a correlative kidslovebiden.com. Wouldn't wouldn't I would people hate be that. freaking out? People would be would freaking out. Those on the right, the I think Fox News would be freaking out and saying, that, "Look at this is they would. grooming. <laughs> this is weird. Like what do you mean kidslovebiden.com uh, talking about how great Biden is? This is kind of cultish." That's how this feels and it's just very odd to hear this commercial for kids. And I don't think, look, there's nothing wrong with getting kids at least aware of politics and just say, hey, someday you're going to vote. Someday you're going to be old enough to do this and you want to participate in the political process. But this, I I agree with you on this. It seems like a little much. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, again, I was homeschooled. So yeah, we always joke that our mascots were the founding fathers and the constitution. It's one thing to learn about the foundations of American history, it's another to have a pamphlet about how great Donald Trump is. His multiple wives might have different viewpoints on that. Okay. Maybe I wonder if his kids love him. Do his kids love Trump? This texter says, is Amy still pretending Trump isn't her party? She acknowledges it every day. <laughs> that's why I'm so hard on it. Yeah. Like, that's why like I'm so like critical of uh, the GOP and hard on the GOP, because when it's your own side, geez louise. Final hour of the show. It's happening next. What did you miss if you're just tuning in? Oh, doctor, you missed a lot. Oh, man. We'll tell you about it when we come back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 